0: Hello everybody, welcome to our second episode of Anatomy of a Song, where we take you inside the guts of one of mm. our songs Mm-mm-mm-mm. from One Million Musicals and teach you, not teach you, but talk about why, you know, what makes it tick. Really
1: just lecture you. <laughs> really just
0: lecture you <laughs> You'll for hours and you feel like you're in hours. high
1: school
2: all over again.
0: Yes, yeah. but we're, we're the cool high school teachers. Yeah, that is The tri- ones that talk about music and stuff you still have to be here at
1: 7 a.m. though so that's right Uh, (laughs) we may be asleep Um, and you have to what are we what are we here to talk about (laughs)
0: uh Uh, so i'm jacob ben schmuel i'm the co-creator of one million musicals and the showrunner with me is alan blake bachelor say hi alan
1: hello i am alan blake bachelor and i am also the co-creator and uh the head writer as well
0: indeed and we have daniel clintworth
1: Hi, everybody. Do you want me to say what I do?
0: (laughs) That'd be great. Okay, great. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, (laughs) I'm
2: totally not awake right now. Uh, I am Daniel Clintworth, and I am the music supervisor for One Million Musicals.
0: Heck yes. So uh, today we are going to be talking about a song called Special Unicorn Deluxe Super Singing Plush with a light-up tiara and a glitter cape. Yes. Uh, this is from our latest musical, the South Pole Santa Claus. If you haven't listened to that musical yet, you should definitely go do that because want we're just going to Christmas
1: Christmas spirit.
0: That's right. Or if you're uh, listening
1: to this way in the future, perhaps it's th- seasonal again. <laughs>
0: That's right. <laughs> uh, but you should absolutely listen to it so that we don't just spoil the entire story for you. Uh, because this song in particular is reprised like three times throughout the show. So so we're going to go through each of those moments. So if you haven't listened to the show, then you're going to get it spoiled for you.
2: And the tune won't leave your head once it's in there. Trust me.
0: That's right. That's our hope. Um, <laughs>
2: I mean, it hasn't left mine in two, three months, however long it's been since I've been working on it. So,
0: <laughs> so Alan, let's talk a little bit about like, what this song is when we first hear it, like why we wrote it the way that we did and why it shows up where it does in the story.
1: Um, the first I remember of us coming up with this song was that, um, we needed a specific toy, a specific fictional toy that Mm -hmm. could be the perfect object. And you had to be able to tell just by hearing it, that it's something that, would cost a lot without having mm-hmm. any like you know brand familiarity with this fictional product <laughs> obviously we were also kind of thinking like my little pony kind of things like right special unicorn um and we uh also like you know when we came up with this really absurdly long name for the product it immediately like was just known to us uh that we would create a song that was named after that product and that it would be the central kind of, I want moment for our character patience.
0: Yeah. So we, uh, we knew we were casting Kaelin Fu as patience. part of the benefit of, you know, working with, Such talented actors is that we can be like, yeah, I'm going to write this part specifically for her, Uh, which is exactly what we did. And actually, as we were trying to decide what this toy would be, I called Kaylin and I was like, hey, Kaylin, what was your favorite toy when you were a little kid? And she was like, oh, I had a little stuffed unicorn. We're like, all right, great. We're (laughs) running with it. Uh, So, yes, Alan and I love making ridiculous song titles. uh, And this is one of them. It is an absurdly long Title with a parenthesis in it, and we oh, love, love parenthesis.
1: Uh... <laughs> yes, we do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun because when we wrote out what the product would be called, like in my head, we that was the melody. Like it was, it was already there when we were at Special Unicorn Deluxe Super Singing Plush with a light-up tiara and a glitter cape. I was like, oh, we've got, we've got the rhythm. Now we just got to add a melody to it. And there you have it. <laughs> it was kind of that simple.
3: Just a special unicorn deluxe like super singing clash with the light of Tiara and a glitter cape. And if I do not get it, I'll be inconsolably sad. So please, Mr. Flies!
2: Even just the way that you said it, like what's interesting about the melody line is it is a, it actually follows like a speech pattern, not even just rhythmically, but like how the pitch of the voice goes. Because if if you think about like even just the way you said it, especially Unicorn Deluxe, super singing plush with a light-up tiara and a glitter cape. Like the line of the song literally moves that way. It's kind of brilliant.
0: Which is something... Well, thank you. Um, wow. <laughs> that's, that's something that I care about quite a lot as a songwriter is making melodies that feel natural to, to sing. Like it, it always bothers the heck out of me when I hear a song and... The way the melody is written, I can't. I can't come up with a good example right now. But the way the melody is written, it's I like mean, that is not that you how you don't
1: call out a specific example. I mean, like I could, to. but I'm not going to because it's a really big, popular
2: Broadway show. So we're not going to go there. But somebody flies in it. Let's put it that way. Uh... <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, oh, Spider Man, turn off the door. You know, <laughs> oh, that would work too. But, uh.
0: <laughs> but it's that's that's something that always bothers me. I'm like, nobody talks like that. So why are you making someone sing like that? Right. And it's funny because, like, you know, I the stuff we write is generally pretty pop based, but in this particular way, I feel like, like. Uh, I, I feel like Sondheim is the is the writer who does this perfectly. Like Sondheim's melodies just sound like the natural way somebody would say or think something. Yep. Uh, but I don't personified don't say music. or think
1: things in a way that's a lot more musically inclined <laughs> than the way I say or think things. But I don't think that Sondheim is an accurate description of at least my <laughs> experience.
0: Well, all right, the characters that he's writing in no, this, I, I that's that's right to, to be I, I fair, having
2: I've done a couple of Sondheim shows and or like a couple of productions yeah. of them and and that was the biggest thing when I would ever when I was teaching music to singers was like if if you are not treating this as though you were talking, if you're not treating the movement of the pitch as though you're talking, this song will kill you. Like you are never going to feel comfortable with it ever
0: yeah
1: yeah absolutely.
2: and
0: actually you know what this this kind of segs pretty nicely into the style of song this is that mm. this is <laughs> which is very much both a patter song and a belt your face off song is both things yeah. shoved together <laughs> which uh i don't know that we'd written like a patter song yet for this show yeah we not have for one this show. yeah we we have a or, or for for any of the stuff. one million, in one million musicals, musicals yeah we we definitely have a patter song in Brad knows nothing that is completely insane. But <laughs> uh, if if you don't know what a patter song is, uh, it's really fast, rapid uh, lyrics that come at you faster than you think the person should be able to sing it, and that's like part of the fun of the song. So a great example is "I'm Not Getting Married." If we're talking about Sondheim uh, from Company, that song is insane. Uh, and then, um, modern major general. I am the very model of a modern major general. That yeah. is like quintessential patter song. So this was let's write a patter song uh, for this character, which, which uh, to my mind, really made sense for her because she's kind of uh, frantic. She's like she's very impatient. Just part of the whole joke of her name being Patience, so that she's like a very impatient and driven young young oh. girl. Oh. <laughs>
4: Wait,
0: really? So no Patter idea. sort of made sense for her. You know, I want a special unicorn deluxe super singing blush with a light up tiara and a glitter cape. And oh yeah, give and it to my me, favorite part well, is definitely is when she has
1: to go down and, and get yes. the low glitter cape. With a light up tiara and a glitter
3: cape.
1: I remember specifically
2: like calling jacob and being like okay (laughs) so the range of this song might be a problem because either she can't (laughs) sing it that high or she can't sing it that low and he was like no 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 she's not supposed to be able to sing the low note." i said that's good because i'm gonna have to change it
1: (laughs)
4: otherwise
1: quick shout outs to uh her performance on the line i got a baseball bat uh in which case uh, I don't know something about the way she says that line is just the funniest thing because it feels so authentically, like like an actual kid.
3: I asked for a brand new bicycle. I got a saddle hat. I asked for a trip to Tokyo. I got a baseball bat, but this year has to be
0: different so so you know, that's the first version of this song. It's short, it's sweet, it's effective, and it's her, like, it's it's her theme, basically, like throughout the rest of the show. Uh, Dan, you use it a lot in the underscore that we hear as the show goes on yeah. Um. whenever she's like trying to do something or really want something. So that's her song to the, you know, the North Pole Santa. And then she travels down and meets the South Pole Santa Claus and sings a little reprise of it. Uh, and, you know, this reprise is pretty basic. It's basically the same thing. It's just, like...
2: Faster and higher.
0: Exactly. It's the same thing, <laughs> just faster and higher, which is part of the fun of a patter song. But, yeah, so this... She has this reprise. It's faster. It's higher. She's saying, like, you have to give this to me. Like, she's basically getting fed up. So that that sort of explains itself as well. Are there any other, like, big differences in, like, orchestration land, Dan?
2: Um, no, not really. They're They're pretty similar. I did, um well actually yeah there was a specific moment when so in the in the normal song when she gets to her sort of like please jump da, da, when she gets to that big high note before she goes through the last phrase um I specifically had like a very looney Tunes piano gliss that leads into the next <laughs> section because I because at that point it then becomes like the frantic strings going like I mean it, that's when sort of all hell breaks loose orchestrationally <laughs> Reprise, I was like, I don't I don't want it to feel like that because we've already gone there. I actually want it to, my my goal was drama because she's Hmm. just being even more dramatic. And we've also raised it to an almost impossibly high key. Um, (laughs) To the point that I actually texted Kaylin and I said, just a quick question. Can you belt a high G? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Because I did not want to write it if she couldn't do it. And she could because Uh she's incredible. Um, But so what I did in that version was I omitted the piano gliss, but there's actually like this big like timpani roll that sort of swells into the next thing. So instead of it being like, Everything falling into the franticness, it's everything sort of growing into it being frantic. But that's about it. Everything else is basically because. Like with most patter songs, it's it's about it's just about that it's getting more insane. It's not. It didn't need to be vastly well, different.
0: It didn't. It didn't need to change so much because she hasn't changed yet as a character. Well, and the thing
2: that the thing that I kept coming back to was like, the, there was a line. There's a line that South Pole Santa says after she. Sings that he goes, wow, that was very well rehearsed. And in my Mm -hmm. mind, what I was thinking was, that's exactly correct. Like an eight-year-old child, when they really want something, they rehearse that speech. And so, like if they go to their mom, they give that (laughs) speech, and then if they go to their dad, they give the exact same speech. The inflections, the hand gestures, everything is exactly (laughs) the same. And so, to me, orchestrationally, it was like, let's changing it is taking away from exactly that. It's like she rehearsed this. A certain way, and she's going to perform it the same way. If there had been a yep. third Santa Claus that she had gone to, it would have been <laughs> the same way of doing it. Like very little would have changed, except she's just getting more and more frantic, which we get from raising the key.
1: <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, and- thank
1: God for Kalyn. There was no third Santa Claus <laughs> that we know of. That we know, that we know of. of. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's right. There's not just one, but two Santa Clauses. At least two that we know of. Mm, But that's a story for another time.
0: We go a pretty long-ish time without hearing that song reprised exactly. But we do actually hear, briefly I want to mention, that we we hear her mention the unicorn Mm -hmm. in Like Me, which is her other Fast, pattery, <laughs> belty song that we also wrote for Kalen, um, but it actually—that actually happens in the when that song slows down towards the end of it, and she starts singing about herself. Then Dan, you quote Special Unicorn Deluxe in the orchestration that immediately follows that.
3: We just this Christmas
2: to be yeah I do it two places I do it there and then I do it actually at the very very end once she finishes the song right mm-hmm. before Mrs. South Pole Santa Claus comes in it, it's just like this little bell playing the the song
0: that actually is the moment for her when she starts to realize like, oh, this is not nearly as easy as I thought it was, which leads eventually to the realization of this guy, the South Pole Santa Claus, he was he's been trying his best. He's been giving me something. And like, it really is just the giving that matters. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this this is where that realization sort of starts to happen. Uh, Which is partially why we brought back the mention of Special Unicorn Deluxe in that song at that moment so that you can track her change as a character. Mm -hmm. And the music is super important there because just by virtue of the amount of time we actually had to make this episode, Mm -hmm. you know, like we couldn't make a 90 minute piece mm. we couldn't make a 90 minute show where you have a couple more scenes of patients learning so the change in music had to do a lot of heavy lifting and the change of the actual character right? Um, which you know I think it did because you wrote brilliant orchestrations <laughs> um, yeah. so then if we move on to our, our second reprise so the third time we actually hear a version of special unicorn deluxe and this was when South Ball Santa Claus sings it She wants a
4: special unicorn deluxe Super singing plush with a light up tiara and a glitter cape Never have I ever needed anything so bad Than to give her that unicorn deluxe, super singing plush, with a light-up tiara and a glitter cape. To see a child smile would be
0: all that I've never had. And this, again, is a really big moment for him, like, asking for help from his brother and saying, like, this is the thing that I need, is to give... Uh, give this girl a gift that she actually wants so that he can feel like he's useful. Um, yeah, it's and... kind of transfers
1: from being the thing that she needs to being the thing that he needs.
0: Exactly. Uh, this reprise was really fun because it's relatively easy to write lyrics for a reprise. Like, you already know the meter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you already know what you need to so, so we did. We just, like, wrote the lyrics, and then it wasn't until I was recording the demo for it that I realized it needed to be in minor. Mm. Like before that, we just hadn't even thought about it. And I was, it was like the day I was going to be sending all the demos to you, Dan. And I like said, I was like, I just need to get this all done. I sat down with that song and I was like, oh, oh no, I'm not ready yet because I have to make this minor I <laughs> <laughs> to go through and like find which minor chords I should be playing to make. Uh, and when it then turns back into major, just because like, this needs to feel like a low point, you know, this mm. needs to feel sort of, uh, desperate, sort of like, like asking for help, you know? Yeah. And, and so, uh, that's why, that's why we made that version minor. And I think you changed a bunch of those chords to make them sound better, but <laughs> remember, I remember like, I
2: messed with a few of them and honestly, you know, you know, and I feel this way about anything when it comes to music and, and since, you know, a, in addition to the orchestrations, arranging is kind of my thing. You know, I, right. you know, to me again, and I said this, I think in our previous episode of anatomy of song, you know, it's all about the cer it, what's best in service of the storytelling. And, you know, music can be a very powerful way of storytelling obviously. And, and so to me, it's like, if, if I feel like there's a chord that can bring something out even more than what's already being done, then that's when I start to look at it. But if it works basically as it is all around, musically and storytelling-wise, then I leave it alone. Um, You know, there were definitely a few moments I had some fun playing with the chords, I think in this one specifically, because I was like, there are Mm -hmm. a couple places where I just went, ooh, if we did this instead, it'll really kind of land it a little differently musically. Mm ¶¶
0: I think that was really important for this song in particular uh, for a couple of reasons. One, like we've been saying this whole time, this song is about the way this song changes, matches how the characters are changing. That makes, Mm -hmm. you know, that's really important. Two, so that you don't get bored listening to the same song for the third time. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I think uh, the version of the song that Patience sings uh, and this version, they're both conveying a sort of want, but Patience is much more naive and childlike, uh, versus when the South Pole Santa Claus is in this position, it just feels a lot more like desperate, you know, mm-hmm. in a way. You know, I guess part of it is just, uh, uh Corey's really good performance and, and that changing of the key that really sends that home, but the the difference between this uh, childlike sense of I need this versus a more adult sense of like, I need this. There was a specific
2: lyric. Like I literally went and pulled up these lyrics because they haven't been on my brain for a while, but but I went and pulled them (laughs) up because there was one line and I remember this specifically, like I, I noticed it when I was working on the song, but where I really noticed it was when I was recording with Corey. We were doing our recording session and we were doing a couple of different takes and it was when it hit me is the the lyric switch in the song which really is brilliant y'all is when he goes from she wants a special unicorn deluxe super singing plush with a light up TR and a glitter cape never have i ever needed anything so bad because that's when it goes from she needs this to i need this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it, and it, it's important because I think in her version, I believe she says, never have I ever wanted. Does she say needed or wanted? I think, I think she, she says, says
1: wanted.
2: Want. And see, yeah. for, I think so. And in this case, he says, I need this. This is, I need mm-hmm. this. And it isn't just like, I need this for her. I need this because for so long, I haven't been able to bring the joy I want to bring to other people. It's 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 out of a yearning sense, I think. And so my goal with this one was really to keep it small. And the thing that I really uh, loved doing throughout the whole score, but specifically in here is um, the use of piano is so interesting because a piano in its many different forms can can sound. And I don't think people use it this way a whole lot. Piano can actually sound very lonely. It can feel very lonely Mm -hmm. and very sort of like on its own if you're using it. In a very gentle way without a whole lot of like big chords happening. And so my goal when I put the piano part in here was to sort of highlight the fact that it's literally playing like three notes at a time. There aren't these big chords. It's very sparse and it's very just kind of a little bit lonely because compared to North Pole Santa Claus anyway, South Pole Santa Claus is very much in like kind of on his own little island you know, yeah. in not a great situation. So I wanted it to feel like we get that sense of, of where he's coming from musically.
4: Just a special you With a light-up
0: tiara and a glitter cape And then we get to the final version of the song, which basically moves into our (laughs) finale-ish, which is basic unicorn knockoff, (laughs) kind of squishy plush, with a simple tiara and an ugly cape. <laughs> um, so, you know, that he. this is after Southwell Santa Claus has failed to get her the unicorn she wanted. Um, so he grabs a, you know, a, a lame version off the factory floor uh, and doesn't have time to do anything with it. So he just flies home and gives it to her. Uh, but, you know, other than just the inherent comedy, I think, of subverting the lyrics that we've now heard so many times that yeah
1: and always laid out in the full uh form or almost always right
0: so uh other than that inherent comedy which i think is really fun it also just uh it illustrates like how much these characters have changed it's like okay i know this isn't exactly what you had but this is what i can give you and she says it's perfect like who needs that extra stuff? I love it, and I think that that for us was a really nice moment. And also, it speaks to again how music can do the heavy lifting of what might take a lot more screen time and dialogue. If, like <laughs> this was not a musical, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the great like, thing just, about
1: musicals that you can just once once something is a song and rhymes, its importance goes like way <laughs> way off the charts.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's like oh. These we've heard them sing this song before, and now they're singing new lyrics. So much has changed in their heart. Which, yeah, we you know I think the performances of the cast really, really support that. I think the script supports that as well. But this is just it. It can even if the script didn't do anything to support it. I think the the music would provide that change for you. It is a.
4: Unicorn a cough kinda squishy plush with a simple tiara and an ugly cape. I know it isn't anything like
2: what you had I had some very specific things I wanted to accomplish because you know now we're back in the major key and he's essentially singing it m- more like her original song but obviously what he's singing is not like he hasn't been able to deliver what she wanted so like whereas when she sings it the first time it's like this sort of really pretty celeste that hits these like gloriously sparkly chords underneath her singing special unicorn deluxe super singing plush like all of that stuff for him it's Mm -hmm. literally just like some lower plucked strings that have some reverberation but not a whole lot they basically fall off right away so all of a sudden it feels basically it just feels plainer. like that's Mm. it's Mm -hmm. it's still you know it's from his heart so it is heartfelt but it isn't this flashy sort of spectacular thing that she wanted
0: which is pretty perfect based on him giving her a basic unicorn (laughs) instead of a big special one
2: the trickiest part about this, I think, was not giving away what her reaction was going to be. I mean, right. I think everybody pretty much assumes that she's not going to be like, wow, you really suck. And that's how the story ends. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that that's we, we kind of know where it's going to go. But also, like, you don't want to you want the suspense to be there a little bit. Like, is she actually going to go with this and be like, you know what? You yeah. really that, like I appreciate this. And so I think that part was. You know, tricky. And then that, this is is where I actually. Wow.
0: I remember because I was like, make sure when she says wow, we don't know if she's excited or disgusted.
3: Wow. It's a perfect unicorn. I love who needs that extra stuff. It's beautiful from lumpy horn to droopy face. Drunk, super
2: junk we now we now sort of solidify that she has changed, really changed, not just like for a few moments, been like, you know, okay, this is how it is. Um, and then I think the second tricky part for me then was the end uh, when she switches from being grateful for what he's brought her to sort of going back to realizing that she had been a jerk to him. And 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 wants to try to make it up to him. But she doesn't know how he's going to react to her gift. So that whole last NGE Mr. Claus section to me was like, should feel almost tentative in a way. It's It had to be a lot yeah. of things. It nervous. had to be yeah.
0: kind of nervous. Yeah,
2: it had to be nervous. It had to be sort of like apologetic. And it also mm-hmm. like, I wanted it to be pretty, but in the sense of like, you know, i think heartfelt is probably the word and so it's like trying to accomplish those things that is actually probably the biggest orchestrational difference of all of them is when she's singing that it's you know we hear the celeste come back in again but it's this very arpeggiated pretty thing that's happening with some very just like Mm -hmm. gentle strings and so it's it's very childlike actually That, I think, was my favorite section to orchestrate because it's like everything comes together, but we still don't quite know what the answer to mm-hmm. the last question is, which is, will he accept this gift from her? Will he accept her apology? Right. And again, yeah. I'm pretty sure we're not expecting South Pole Santa Claus to be like, you know what? You're a brat and
1: give <laughs> some cold I'm, I'm pretty done
0: <laughs> learn your lesson yeah no <laughs> yeah. feed her but to the, the penguin part of the fun is, um, is
1: building up that little bit of like ooh. but what if he hated it
0: <laughs> well and also <laughs> i think
2: i think it's important to know that we don't actually know what she's going to give him like yeah in this true. moment we know she's made a gift we know that there's needle and thread involved but like she could have been sewing him a cape you know who knows Which, like
0: <laughs> briefly briefly to talk about that to before we wrap up um alan and i did not start off the show knowing that she was gonna make him a hat yeah like there was yeah, nothing about writing that
1: needle and thread and like <laughs> oh no what's a what's a gift she can make with a with a needle and thread <laughs> Yep. And then we're like, oh, what if he had a hat that blew off his head a long time ago? And then we went back into like the earlier scene and then wrote in like him <laughs> losing We that.
0: wrote in him mentioning the hat. Which like is hilarious to think about now because it's such a central point and like it's super important (laughs) yeah well i think it's it's such a beautiful it's such
2: a beautiful moment like if just on paper you're looking at it going oh that's cute but then when you start to realize like all of the things this final reprise of this song we heard you know an hour ago all of the things it has to accomplish is pretty impressive actually as the song goes
0: (laughs) yeah i think that you know to to sort of wrap up here the the benefit of using a reprise, um, you know, using one song that you you reprise several times is, well, there's a lot of benefits. One of them is obviously less work for the songwriters, (laughs) which is pretty important when you're trying to make an hour long Christmas special in a month. Uh, (laughs) But also it's, uh, it allows you to utilize the changes in each reprise uh, to help tell your story. Mm. And I think that that, is something that we are slowly learning about and like getting better at. But I think that this was a really good example for us. Like it's something that I'm very proud of Yeah, the way this song song. changes.
1: Yeah. Use it multiple times and you can really, I mean, part of it was just the consideration of like, we're trying to, you know, keep things relatively simple in terms of people having to learn fewer melodies (laughs) and Dan having to orchestrate, Although you know, obviously, you're you're still an overachiever, (laughs)
0: regardless.
1: So yeah, I guess making
2: making the whole thing a ninety piece orchestra was my fault, and and I do not regret it now. Uh, (laughs) I might have had a few moments of regret the two weeks of hell, Uh, but
0: well, uh, I think that about wraps it up. I think we talked. About these, as about as much as we could, and um, I don't
1: know, but
2: well, yeah, probably. Well. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole lot of other stuff I could say, but it wouldn't be about this song, these songs in particular. Right. So that's maybe another episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. So to finish us out, uh, here is in its entirety, special unicorn deluxe super singing plush with a light up tiara and a glitter cape
3: year after year after year i write till my hand goes numb i lay out my list and it's crystal clear so why are my gifts all dumb i asked for a brand new bicycle i got a saddle hat i asked for a trip to tokyo i got a baseball bat This year has to be different, and I know you work so hard. But if I don't get just what I want, I'll surely fall apart!
4: What do you want?
3: I want a special unicorn deluxe super singing plush. With a light of tiara and a glitter cape. Never have I ever wanted anything so bad! Just a special unicorn deluxe super singing clash With a light-up tiara and a glitter cape And if I do not get it, I'll be inconsolably
1: greetings you broadway fiends and wonderful listeners of one million musicals
4: that's right are you ready for a promo let's do yoga let's get fit hi i'm nick and i'm Uriel, and we're the
2: hosts of hella in In your Your 30s." 30s
3: this is a podcast for people of all ages all about navigating this dystopian
0: world we live in.
2: (laughs) That's right. So every Monday, we invite you into our living room or out into the world on whatever adventures we go on.
0: Or into our living room for an adventure in our living room.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like having your wife challenge you to a great British baking show style competition in your own kitchen.
0: That's right. Or maybe, you know, you want to know what it's like to volunteer at a food bank.
2: Or maybe, uh, well, you know, you want to hear what it's like to foster kittens in the midst of
0: a pandemic. That's right. Super easy. But giving cats medication is literally the the worst thing in the world.
2: <laughs> okay. Anyways, if you want to hang out with us, find us every Monday. Hella in your thirties, wherever you get your
4: podcast. So Tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza.